Hello and welcome to Plus Liga Highlights, a unique podcast focusing entirely on Plus Liga, bringing you the very gist of the latest court events wherever you are, straight from an independent fan in Warsaw, Poland. This week, as you frantically run in search of presents, Plus Liga does not stop. As December intensifies, some are packing presents, some are packing home, and some have packed surprising points onto their bus. This is Plus Liga Highlights. I am Mago. Matric 11. Here we go. Boom! If you were expecting that this week's opening night will smoothly go to plan as Zaxa will dominate yet another opponent, in this case Azaz Orson, you are sorely mistaken. This week began by the biggest Italian terremoto or earthquake we have seen this season. Just hours before the game, Orson announced to have parted ways with their head coach Marco Bonita following a mutual agreement. But rumors were overflowing. Some even suggested physical fights were on the menu, as the team didn't catch a good vibe with the coach from the get-go, who has a reputation for not oozing with respect for his team. Even during the game, Polish commentators made several references to boxing skills of Jan Firle, who allegedly got physical with the coach, now former coach. This, of course, was never confirmed by any of the parties or the club, but the rumour has taken a life of its own by now. As a result of this farewell, we saw Marcin Mirzejewski, second or actually third coach, step out of the shadow to take currently the biggest challenge in the league, the monolith of Zaksa Kędzierzyn Kozle. Nevertheless, Azadez Austin opened very motivated, perhaps even happy with this destitution, and pulled ahead, even got to have Zaksa down at 21-18, but then the Zaksa factor was activated. If you want to ask what the Zaksa factor is, it is simply letting the other team do whatever they want, including getting whatever advantage they want, but actually Zaksa winning in the end anyway. And that's exactly what happened in this first set, with Austin at 21-18, Huber served two aces, Kamil Semenyuk put it away twice, and the set went for Zaksa. Broken by this defeat in the first set, Azadez Austin did not manage to equal Zaksa's mastery and lost in straight sets against a top-tier team for the second time in a row, which is now a new series for the team, not as happy as the previous seven-win streak. Next, they will be playing Warsaw in another away game. So far, it remains unknown whether Azatez will hire a new coach. What we do know is that Martin Mirzejewski will coach the team until the end of the first round of this regular season. Meanwhile, Zaksa has all eyes on their polar expedition, as in Champions League, they are now playing against Lokomotiv Novosibirsk, also in an away game with a six-hour time difference. We are now moving to a very orange game. The Copper Foxes of Kuprum Lubin welcomed the reigning champion Jastrzemski in what we can call a derby of mining. Copper against coal. It was also a game opposing two brothers. Rafał Szmura, the outside hitter of Jastrzemski, who had a lot of bad luck this season and thus opened as a starter to get some more cold time, replacing Klevno, and his younger brother, Kamil Szmura, the libero of Kuprum. Jastrzemski, next to Szmura, opened with Hadrava, of course, as Boyer continues to be absent. The underdog team of Lubin didn't want to go easy against the champion, though. In the first set, Jastrzemski maintained his steady advantage until 
1822, when the home team started to put more pressure on the champion, Kuprum came back with two ace services by Jeremigusz Kapisa, and the set couldn't be decided until Jastrzemski took it 28-30. Later in the game, no longer threatened by Lubin, Jastrzemski continued to stick to its plan of sparing the most exploited players. Tonyuti never came back on court after he was subbed in the first set, as Tevoporti stayed to complete the game, and Jastrzemski took it home in straight sets. The MVP award for this game, for the first time this season, went to Jakub Popivczak, the star libero of Jastrzemski. This short-lived game moved us to a very interesting bottom-most confrontation opposing Czarni Radom and Stal Nysa in a night game at 8.30 in Poland. Nysa still without their maiden win and Radom, which would seem was doing just fine, far away from relegation zone. But this was not enough for the board of the club, which threatened to fire coach Bednaruk if Czarni do not win this game. That's why it was a very hotly awaited game with emotions going on a high as many defended Jakub Benaruk as a good coach for this team. And it would seem this was also the view of the very team of Czarni Radom as they played unusually motivated with Adamar Santana, whom Benaruk took with him from MKS Benjin, giving the best performance this season, including serving with 120 km per hour speed. Because of this additional motivation, for the first time this season as well, the offensive didn't rely on Rafał Farina, the opposite of the team, and that may have thrown away Nissa's game plan. It was as if Alexander Berger, recently criticized for not contributing more to the team, given his giving his volleyball resume, and Santana wanted to save their employer, Jakub Bednaruk, who was the one who saw them as part of this team. On the opposite side of the net, coach Plinski, former exquisite mid- middle blocker, is trying to get the most of his middle blockers in the team. Under coach Stelmach, Mustafa Mbaye was the starting middle blocker and was rarely benched. In this game, however, not only was he benched, but also Mitchell Stoll, arguably one of the best players of the team, was also benched in the third set, as we saw the second pair, Maciej Zajder and Mariusz Szamlewski, designated onto court. This did not help much though, as Radom was too pumped in this game. Czarny won 3-1 and took very happy three points, perhaps saving their coach. Meanwhile, Nissa now stands 0-11 this season and coach Plinski now has lost five games with the team, while the former coach took six defeats and many start to be impatient with the coach. Later this week, the fan club of Nyssa announced that they were temporarily suspending their support during the games until the performance of their club improves. As a result of this rather radical decision, Robert Prigel, interestingly former head coach of Radom for many years, now president of the club, scheduled an emergency Q&A with the fans just before Christmas Eve to try to answer some difficult questions that the fans of Nissan might have. In this game, the MVP award went to another libero, Mateusz Maswowski, with Czarny Radom, to even sweeten this amazing win for the club. On Sunday, we moved to Katowice, and do I even need to tell you what happened in Katowice? Of course it was a tiebreak. The only person who was angrily surprised at this situation was the head coach of the opposite team, which was, of course, Warsaw's 
one and only Andrea Anastasi. Before the game, we learned that Katowice had lost Jakub Szymański, their outside hitter, who will miss all remaining games in 2021. His shoulder injury is still very much there and needs to be taken care of. Moreover, Marcin Kanya in the middle was also absent. Meanwhile, Warsaw was also down one player as its opposite, some Serbian big-headed guy named Dusan Petkovic had a back injury. He was replaced by Michał Superlak, while the lack of Szymański was compensated by the Belgian-Argentinian duo Russo and Kiroga, and Kamil Jazga was the second middle starter. So just a typical December game with many players absent for many reasons. This is the time for the benches to shine. This is especially true of this game. First, Katowice pulled twice ahead in this game, and in the third set, it was mostly thanks to Katowice's very own Lewandowski, Jakub Lewandowski, who appeared on court to sub for Kamil Jazga and gave a thundering performance. He is the fourth middle of the team, but played just like a number one starter, blocking Warsaw players and raising energy levels in his team, thanks to which Katowice took the third set and they secured the first point in this game. Then Warsaw managed to come back every time and finally completely blocked the net in the fifth set when they registered seven blocks out of 15 points they scored, three of which were scored by Jan Fornal, Tomasz Fornal's elder brother, who appeared on court in the fourth set, replacing tired Igor Grobelny and played like he'd never been a sub. The MVP award went to another bencher, Michał Superlak, the opposite of Warsaw. Having taken just two points, a little bit dissatisfied, Warsaw headed back home for a very important game in the Champions League against Zirat Bankashi and Kara. Later that Sunday, a very much awaited classic took place. It may not seem like a classic to you, but it certainly is. It is Schlepsk Suwałki on home court against Resovia Rzeszów. In their last four games against Schlepsk Suwałki, moreover coached by the former coach and living and breathing Resovia guy, Andrzej Koval, the Stripes had won four sets in one of the most astounding series in the league. But as this season, the Vikings of the North Pole are underwhelming, to say the least, many questioned Suwałki's ability to continue this rather humiliating series for Rzeszów. And indeed, this game was a show of improvement on both sides, but Suwałki were not ready to threaten Resovia yet. Most notably, did you know that Rzeszów had middle blockers? They were finally performing on their expected level in this game, which was arguably the most surprising element of this confrontation. Clement Chebul was there as well, and he left the court with an MVP award. Sanderov gave a good performance, and Pavel Wojcicki, the second setter, did not have to be summoned on court as a majority substitution for underwhelming Drzyzga. Suwałki also looked better. For instance, Pavel Halaba is probably the first outside hitter in Schlepsk that lasted the whole game without being benched. If not in the season entirely, then at least in a long while. Even though Suwałki didn't manage to even win one set, there are perhaps better times ahead for both teams. And as the night went on, we continued this theme of defeating Resovia in a confrontation of the two teams that joyfully defeated Resovia this season, that post-Zeshuv glow was stronger on the team that did it more recently. Trefl Gdańsk, 
like we haven't seen this year, simply kept their opponent, Luke Lublin, at bay without giving them anything to say in this game. As if it had been such an easy feat, while they had been completely unable to do it up until now. But in this game we saw that Bartłomiej Lipinski can finally partner up with Mateusz Mika, who is steadily progressing and building consistency after he was the MVP of the game against Rosovia last week. Bartłomiej Mordel in the middle looks much more reinvigorated, Mariusz Blasby contributes and Pablo Kreja is very much present. Is it Michał Wignarski's slight tactics to emerge reborn after a series of games against top-tier teams? Are we going to witness a breathtaking pursuit for a much higher place in the standings in the next round? Surely the Gdańsk Lions have not said the last word in this season and may very well be preparing the new, better versions of themselves for this new upcoming year. Are you ready with your New Year's Eve resolutions? Because Trefl Gdańsk definitely is. As for Lublin, they keep their status of league's favourite after their tremendous victories, but the most hardcore Lublin fans might see this as a bitter loss and a lost chance to keep their beautiful position ahead of Resovia in the standings. But this time, no set for Lublin. Varda Zawircie is on a tight battle schedule before Christmas as last week they sieged Warsaw to no avail and this week, as a Monday game, they took Skra Bohatów on their home court in what was one of the weirdest, quirkiest games of the season. After they won the first set, much to the elation of the army of the fans that gathered in the arena, they shockingly lost 25-10 to Skra, even though the away team was a bleeding monster. As Decoy was not available in this game, we saw Robert Techt as a starter, and thus we also saw a big hole in the left wing, as he didn't have good numbers and contributed poorly to the team. But Skra played its typical cover-up, which is simply called the Bienik strategy. And this is using him a lot and counting on him in service. He's by far Skra's biggest asset in this first round of regular season 21-22. Zawiercie finally managed to take advantage of the problems that Skra had only in the third set, but as the fourth set went on, it became visible that Zawiercie is not so much dependent on Uroš Kovacevic, but it is rather a hostage to his reputation, as he was by far not the best player in this game. When money time came, Tavares seemed to have forgotten all the players and sought Urosh and Urosh only. As one pundit put it during the game, when playing for Kuprum Lubin, Tavares would not have said to the left wing in the end of this fourth set. But it so happens that Kovacevic has a mesmerizing effect on his teammates who seek him in every tipping point situation. This contributed to their losing the fourth set and as we went into the fifth set, the teams clashed heavily with Atanasievich as a strong leader for Skra and Konarski a fine number one sword in Zawiercie. As the teams were so close, we were already waiting for the federation to change the rules and allow for draws in volleyball as the result stood at 24-24 in the tiebreak. But finally, the tide turned for Zawiercie after Patrick Niemiec single-handedly blocked Karol Kwos and they took it from there, keeping two points in Zawiercie and, and fighting another upper-tier team with some success. The MVP award went to David Konarski, who brought 23 points, but one should also underscore a fine performance by Miłosz Nisztą, who 
who gave his team six blocks and a total of seven points in attack, contributing 13 very important points for Zawiercie. This is it for today, but stay tuned with us as Plus Liga speeds up before Christmas. There is Champions League, there is Plus Liga and there is also Polish Cup. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you have anything to say, write to me at plusligahighlights at gmail.com. This was Plus Liga Highlights. I am Ogo. See you next week.